to the Buckle Fat Podcast. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it. This is it. No, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. No, it's not. We're talking there. Everybody's talking about ah. buckle fat. This is I'm changing the name of this podcast. It's officially the Buckle Fat Podcast. Welcome to the Buckle Fat Podcast. I mean, literally everyone and their grandma is talking about the effing buckle fat. I mean, how many times have you gotten <sighs> texted or called about that in the past two months? I am blown away that this very, very routine procedure, which I've been doing for since I've been a resident, which is like a really 147 long time, years, I am now hearing about it like it's like, oh my God, do you do that? Do you do that? Oh my God, do you do the buckle fat? Do you do that? I'm like, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for quite some time. It's right. a great procedure. It's a great procedure. It's been around for a really long time. Nobody it's invented not novel. it. Nope. Sorry. It's a thing. But it's having its moment in the sun because recently several celebrities have come out and spoken or it has been speculated about them that they had this procedure. And then somehow, as social media does, it turns it into a whole thing and then it just it becomes its own thing. And now friends, patients, like news people, everyone's coming and talking about the buckle fat. So, so what is it? What is this operation, Dr. What Avello? is it? How, what, what is a buckle fat pad? Where do you find those? Buckle fat pad is located basically, if you think about it, below your cheekbones, inside your cheek. It's like sort of that area that is rounded in your cheek. And it's a very discreet fat pad. It's why it has its own name, the buckle fat pad. So this is not the superficial fat on your cheek. It's not the fat that you can sort of pinch, you know, and you go, oh, look at that cute little kid. You pinch their cheeks. That's not their buckle fat. I, that's just I've a little fat Never apple seen cheek. you do that to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, because I don't. But like, you know, when auntie comes around and says, oh, look at the cute little kid. You do have ants. I do have, I have an ant problem. <laughs> you, do, you have an ant problem. you got a lot of ants. I do. But it, that's, that's not it. No. This is a very, this is an internal fat pad. It lives, um, Kind of, we access it from inside the mouth. So literally, it's sort of, put your tongue in your cheek, and, and that's where and it is. that's where it is. It's yeah. right below your cheekbone, um, but it's a deep pocket of fat. And some people have a very large buckle fat pad, and some people just have an average-sized buckle fat pad. I've never said that to anybody. I've never been like, I noticed you have some very large buckle fat pads. <laughs> Although some people come in with some very large buckle you, you fat pads. You may want to say that. <laughs> you do want to say it, but you don't. Because yeah. what it is, is it really makes, so the the person who should get their buckle fat out is somebody that has sort of puffy round cheeks who is young enough with good skin tone mm-hmm. to withstand the loss of that volume because what causes aging in the face, everybody? Loss volume of loss. volume. Yeah. Why is everybody pumping fillers into their face? Loss of volume. So buckle fat removal is not for everyone. Everyone. And some people, even if they have a very rounded face, it might not be from the buckle fat. So just because you take the buckle fat out doesn't necessarily mean that you're not gonna have this super sculpted face, because that's what we're going for. That's that's the idea, is that by removing the buckle fat, you can take a sort of round, uncontoured face and give it 
that contour, those striking cheekbones, the hollows under the cheeks. That's the goal of buckle fat pad removal. Yeah, and you want to do it as part of a plan. It's not a. It's very rarely an isolated procedure. I disagree. I think a lot of people, especially younger people, are coming in for an isolated buckle fat pad removal because they do want to have that contoured look. And it's a fairly simple procedure. You can do it awake. You can do it under local. You don't have to go to sleep for it. And you come in. If you're awake, you get some lidocaine injected into your mouth, similar to when you're at the dentist. And then a very small incision is made on the inner lining of your mouth, inner lining of your cheek. There's a muscle that's right behind there. You just you know, dissect through that muscle and then there's your buckle fat. Yeah. You tease it out and that's it. There's a great video yeah. uh, on YouTube of me shucking out a buckle, buckle fat bag. Yeah. And the buckle Search fat. Search Dr. Calvert you know, buckle fat and you, you will know. see me get that thing out of there in like five minutes. It's so yeah, fast. And then that's it. And then you put some sutures inside the mouth and call it a day. And so the recovery is fairly minimal. You know, the downtime is minimal. You know, maybe several days, a week of soft foods, light foods. And that's, that's sort of it. Pain is very tolerable. So it is a, a simple, straightforward <coughs> procedure that can be done. You don't even have to go to sleep for it. So I think that's one of the reasons it's just so very popular is that you can sort of do it, you know, on an afternoon and, and go back to work the next day kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I do it under local anesthesia. I've done it in the operating room. I mean, I find it to be, you know, very powerful. But when I, when I was saying that it's not an isolated procedure, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it as I do with all plastic surgery in the context of how am I going to make this person look better? So it's all about the, there is this continuum of like, Okay, I want to take the buckle fat out, but what else are we doing to get you to that look that face. you want? You right. can't, I mean, yeah, you can just take out the buckle fat pads, but, you know, I, I want to make people look better. I don't want to just, like, do something to them. Right, no, that's true. So, because usually these patients are coming in asking for a, a very, you know, specific look. They want to get that contoured look with the striking cheekbones. So you do have to talk about, well, what can we do for the cheekbones? What can we do for the jaw? Right. So that you can, like you said, as you mentioned very appropriately, treat the face in its entirety yes. and not just as an isolated one area thing that we're doing. Some people, that is all they need. But usually you do have to do some other augmentation, augmentation, subtraction of the face to create that particular look. Yep, and it, it is, it's a very effective procedure. The, the person who should not get this is somebody where removing that volume is going to make their jowls show more, which they're, I, I've seen it done. I had, a, <laughs> I had a coordinator back in the day and she was like, I want to get my buckle fat done. And I was like, I'm not doing it because you're going to need a facelift as soon as I'm finished. And it was just like, it was clear that her face was falling. And she was like, I, I want my buckle fat out. And I kept saying, no, no. So what'd she do? She <laughs> clubbed the guy in the over the head in the next office and made him do her buckle fat. And the next six month period, of course, what she's saying, I need a facelift. Mm. I was like, of course you do. Yep. Because you took out the thing that was holding up your cheek. That was supporting your, your face. And right. so now it's gone. And so, 
you know, and, and that's going to be the next thing and on the, the social media deal is like somebody's going to say, I have my buckle fat removed and, now I, and look I look like crap. It makes me look old. And, and that has always been sort of a topic of debate or an argument amongst plastic surgeons is does the removal of buckle fat, does that create a problem in the future or will it cause you to age faster? I, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. I think if you do the person, like you said, who's a good candidate for it, which usually is a younger patient with tight, good quality skin, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna get the look they want and their face will probably age the way it would always age. But in someone who's lacked that, who lacks that skin tone at baseline from age or sun damage or whatever, you are gonna throw them into that facelift category a little bit faster. But you can do buckle fat with facelifts because you're correcting the problem. So now you're correcting the problem, you're lifting the skin, you're removing some of the extra skin that's too loose, and you're restructuring the, the you know, deeper layers of the face. So now you can take that buckle fat because you're also yeah. fixing the problem. If they have a big buckle fat if pad, yeah, and then you yeah. wanna get that out for a volumetric change, for sure. Yeah. Done it, been there, works. Uh, I, I just, I find that, you, you know, once again, I know it sounds stupid. It's like we're doctors, but the first thing you need to do when treating a patient is make a diagnosis. I know it sounds totally ridiculous, but people don't do it. They just say, "You want? My, I want my buckle fat out. Okay. Well, think it over, people. Like really spend some time to like decide, is this a good thing? Is this gonna help this patient? Am I making them look better? Am I gonna give them jowls? Am I gonna remove critical volume that they need? I mean, I've seen a lot of patients where it's a no-brainer. They come in like, I want my buckle fat out. You got it. Right. Um, but I've seen others where you really had to think it through because you don't want to do them a disservice. You want to make them right. look better. And there are going to be those people that even though they're young, just aren't going to benefit from the buckle fat. Like some people just have round, chubbier faces and it's not because they have buckle fat. It's because that's just how their face is sort of made. Yeah, I mean, those are sort of the complications, and the complications really are aesthetic. I mean, infections, wound dehiscence, things like that are pretty minimal. Minimal I, and minor. Yeah, I had yeah. one person who resumed her duties with her boyfriend too early, and mm -hmm. that caused some problems with the right. wounds. Don't want to be sticking things in your mouth too that, soon. Yeah, I mean, it was like ridiculous. Protect those incisions. I mean, she came in with severe pain and these two open wounds, and I was like, what happened to my sutures? What's going on here? And she tells me the story. I'm like, mm. did that seem like a good idea to you? Like, was that really the right way to go? But, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I, as I always say, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, but you know, soft diet people, soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yes, you want to take care of it. Obviously, soft diet, rinse with a mouthwash 50-50 and peroxide if you want. Or um, You don't need Paradex and all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't use that. I, I know yeah, that these the... Are, these are small incisions. Yeah, they, they usually they heal, heal great. great. I don't put people yeah. on antibiotics for this. No, you don't need any of that. And the results that you'll see, you know, of course, like with all surgeries, you're going to be swollen, you know, for the yeah. first couple of weeks. But you'll start to see the results come in. You'll start to see some of that contouring couturing contouring um you know 
four weeks, five co-touring weeks, co-touring is weeks. what you do on the weekends when you go on Saturday to your. <laughs> I do. I have you patients are, that come in and, and I am about couturing, but I do have <laughs> patients that say, "I want that couturing doctor," and I'm like. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No problem. We can give you some couturing. Well, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I don't I don't know what happened that this became the the social media craze of the day. But we're we're piling on it. We're adding we're to it. it. <laughs> we're into it. We want to explain it for our listeners so that you know what to do. I've been doing this procedure since I was a 8-year-old. I mean, it's really it's really straightforward. I I'm telling you, my video is really good. It's one of the, it's like I walk through it, I explain it. I'm like, here's where it is. You just go, you know, spread the fibers, the buccinator and like, boom, it's right there. And then this thing shucks out like you're, you know, taking a. And when it comes out like that, it's so so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Sometimes you have to work at it a little bit. That's not as fun. But when they just like pop out, it's like, oh. Yeah. It wants to, it wants to be released. It's like a horse running out of the barn. Right. It's a good thing. So there you have it. Buckle fat pads. We're all about it. It's all the rage and we're in. Yep. The effing buckle fat. And with that, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 9021 buckle fat. I mean, uh, 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Bye.